Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we are studying Hebrews uh, chapter 1, we'll be putting in at verse 8, and we'll be going down through Hebrews chapter 2, down to verse 4. And we have been studying uh, Hebrews. This is a book uh, written, uh, encouragement to the young believers uh, uh, during this time. But also, it's an encouragement for believers today, whether we're young believers or old believers. And this book has started out with the supremacy of Jesus Christ, that He is the glory, the nature, and the power of God. And He is the exact imprint of God for us. And He is superior to everything and everyone. And all creation was created by Him, for Him, and through Him. And so that's what we... So during this time, we have been looking at just the supremacy of Christ. But we, as we put in in verse 8, um, it's interesting. It says, but, the, but of the Son, He says, now this is talking about God the Father, but of the Son, He says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, your God, excuse me, therefore God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. So isn't this interesting that even God the Father calls Jesus Christ God. God calls Jesus God. And so... If you don't acknowledge Jesus is supreme over all creation, now you got to take it up with God himself because God has just called Jesus God. I think that is an amazing an amazing passage of scripture right there. Verse 10, your Lord, you Lord, okay? And you Lord laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning and the heavens are the work of your hands. In other words, again, he's referring to Jesus as Lord, but that Jesus laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. Jesus carries out um, what God's will was 
and made the world and the universe. Verse 11, they will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. So everything that's been created will wear out. Even you, even me, we all wear down. We all have problems. But we know God is in control and Jesus is in control. Verse 12, like a robe, you will roll them up like a garment. They will be changed. But you are the same and your years will have no end. Again, this is all talking about the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Verse 13, And to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Of course, that's a rhetorical question because no, no angel could claim that. No angel could claim to, to have to do that. Okay? And so he sat down, as we saw in, in chapter uh, uh, 1, verse um, 3, he said he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he says that Jesus, again, is sitting down. He's sitting down at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool um, at your feet. Now, this right here is a citation from Psalms 110. So again, even the Psalms back in the Old Testament are pointing towards Jesus Christ. Verse 14, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? So again, he's talking about the angels because he was talking about Jesus being superior to the angels earlier in this chapter in 6 and 7. Uh, but now he circles back and he says, are not these angels, you know, all just ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? That's for us and people who are going to inherit this salvation of Jesus Christ. These angels are not anything um, super deity. They are servants. Jesus is the deity. Angels are the servants. Jesus is the creator. Angels are created. Okay? Jesus is in control. The angels are doing what he tells them to do. So there's a hierarchy here, and even God calls Jesus God. And he acknowledges that it was by Jesus Christ's hand that he laid the foundation of the world, the earth the beginning. And that's what makes Jesus' time on the cross the ultimate, the ultimate humility for Christ because Christ allowed himself to be put to death by the very world that he created. That's the ultimate love for us. That's how much God the Father has for us that he not only asked his son to make the world, he asked the son to die for the world so that the world could finally live, meaning us. Now we come to chapter 2. And chapter 2 starts off with uh, a bunch of warnings for us. Now that we've been told about the deity of Christ, now we're going to be told about all these warning signs not to lose this. Okay, so we'll start off, and as McGee says, this is the first danger 
uh, sign, the first warning sign for us. Therefore, verse one, uh, chapter uh, chapter two, verse one. Therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. So the first warning sign, as McGee says, is the danger of drifting, the danger of doing nothing. How terrible it is to have this kind of a salvation message and to lose it. We don't want to lose it. We want to lose a lot of other things. We want to lose weight and we want to lose uh, our times of trouble. But we don't want to lose this, the most precious gift that we've been given. And so what does this writer say? The Hebrew says, the word of God talking through the writer says, Therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we've heard. Closer attention to the Word of God. We have to read our Bibles regularly. We have to uh, pray regularly. We have to pay closer attention to our relationship with God in prayer, in study. Why? Lest we drift away from it. And McGee says the biggest danger that we face as Christians today, is doing nothing. The biggest danger that we face to lose our faith, to lose our wisdom, to lose our relationship with God is not do anything. To be drifting away from it. And if we're not paddling in a boat, the river just takes us down river and eventually over the falls. We're, if we do nothing, there's a danger in just doing nothing because you drift farther and farther away from where you're supposed to be. Verse 2, For since the message declared by the angels provided to be reliable, okay, and the, this message, the angels were declaring the birth of Jesus, and they declared to Mary, you know, that you're going to bear a son, and they were declaring the birth of Jesus even to the shepherds, when he was born, you know, in Bethlehem. The message declared by these angels proved to be reliable. They were just messengers. Remember, ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. For this message, first declared by the angels, proved to be reliable. And every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution. Their job is to... They will be executing the judgment that Jesus Christ will, uh, will um, manifest. It's Jesus Christ's judgment that these uh, angels will be carrying out. And every transgression, every sin, every disobedience will receive just retribution. Okay? So there is a message there is a message that Jesus Christ has died for us. This gospel message for those who are to inherit salvation. And it's said back, um, back in, in chapter 1, And after making purification for sins, He sat down to the right hand of the majesty on high. Okay? He has become the firstborn you are my son. Remember back in chapter five, verse uh, chapter one, verse five. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. In other words, Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the dead. He has shown us that he has overcome death for us by his own death. So now it's asking this rhetorical question in chapter two, verse three. How shall we escape 
if we neglect such a great salvation. Okay? Because every transgression or every disobedience receives a just retribution. How shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Such a great message. It's more precious than anything you can imagine. Because we are all doomed in our sin. We are all doomed in our transgression. But we have got a salvation greater than anything in this world. This world was created by Jesus Christ. But the message is, is this salvation is, is that the creator of everything, me and you and the whole world, has laid down his life to die for this world, to die for us, so that we have the greatest salvation imaginable. How can we escape? How can we live? How can we just do nothing and let a great salvation go by? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard. So the Lord declared the salvation, and it was attested now by everybody else attesting to it. While God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. So this salvation was declared by Jesus Christ and it is also attested to by everyone who hears. So when you hear this word of Jesus Christ and you tell somebody else about it, you are attesting to Christ. You are a witness that he never had at his execution on the cross. It is a great salvation. It is a great honor to be able to attest to Jesus Christ's message of salvation. And God himself did this as well. He bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles. And we also have attestation of this great salvation by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ today that lives in every one of us. He lives in me. He lives in you. He lives in everyone who believes. It is a great salvation that is freely given and it is freely distributed according to the will of God the Father, who wants everyone to be saved. And we have the gift of the Holy Spirit according to the will of the Lord Jesus as well that dwells in us. The Spirit of Jesus Christ is in you. How can we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? What a powerful uh, warning for us. How important it is to stay grounded in the Bible, to stay grounded in the Word of God, to stay grounded in prayer. Because doing nothing in your faith is probably one of the greatest dangers that we can get. The danger of doing nothing. So, I hope this was helpful to you and um, look forward to uh, our next uh, study tomorrow as we continue our study of Hebrews. So now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I can't wait to hear your take on this great teaching. And uh, so for me to all of you, God bless you, and I'll see you next time.
Today's teaching is coming from Hebrews chapter 1 beginning at verse 8 all the way to chapter 2 verse 1 to verse 4. So we are in the section that tells us Christ is superior to angels. The Hebrews were acquainted to the Old Testament in that day and angels were very important you know in the day um in 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 the old testament they were used to the fact of um that you know god was sending angels as messengers to deliver messages and they thought um of angels next to the throne of god itself so the law came by angels you know the ministry of angels and they were the cherubims on the veil and over the mercy seat and the appearance of angels to many of God's servants. So they were actually important. They played an important part in, uh, you know, in the Old Testament. And the Hebrews were actually acquainted to this. So, you know, there is no angel ministry to the church today as it is indwelled by the Holy Spirit. That's the church. Like the church is you and me. Um, we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. That's the third person of the Godhead and we are living in an age where angels don't appear to men anymore back in the Old Testament angels used to appear to the prophets to David to Isaiah to Ezekiel to Jeremiah but angels don't appear anymore so God was made you know sorry God has made this universe that you know there are things that are visible and there are things that are invisible so there are so many things that we can't see um, that are invisible and, um, you know, we see this in Colossians 1 verse 16 and it's explained and it reads, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. So here we see God created the universe for him and um um, you know, it was created by him and for him. And, um, you know, he created all the principalities, the, 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 the things that we can see and the things that we can't see. So God has dominion over all these things because he's the creator. So God created intelligences that are above men. Uh, therefore, you know, intelligence, uh, intelligence created intelligences um, to live. So, you know, God created these angels uh, that we cannot see. Um, and there is, you know, the animal, the spiritual and the human kingdom. So God created all these different <clears throat> kingdoms and angels, as we can see, are messengers like, you know, they were just, you, you know, scripture time and time. You know, they carried a message and um, they can be human or divine. And we have an order of creatures, you know, that is supernatural creatures that are in scripture. So Christ is superior to angels. And um, here it's been stated time and time. And, you know, there is quotations in scripture that Christ is actually, um, you know, the creator. He is in charge. Like Christ is superior. Angels are, you know, Christ is superior to angels. He's the creator and, you know, angels are creatures. So um, Christ is to be worshipped, angels are not. So here, verse 8 um, of Hebrews chapter 1, I begin to read. It reads, But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And, sorry, let me just read that again. 
It reads, But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the the scepter of your kingdom. So this is coming from Psalms 45 verses 6 and 7. So here this is yeah from Psalms 45 and it's a messianic psalm and it reveals there is coming one in the line of David and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. So Christ who will rule in righteousness and God didn't give that to any angels. So this actually is another stated fact quoted from the Old Testament from the book of Psalms that Christ is superior and he is coming to reign. You know, there's one coming in the line of David. He's coming to reign because this universe was created for him. And uh, verse nine goes on to read, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. So now here, you know, this here is God the Father calling God the Son God. It's like a marvelous uh, verse. And he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that will rule on this earth, you know, in one day. Because, um, you know, he is above all kings. He's above everyone. He's above the angels, principalities, dominions, because this is his kingdom. So now scripture goes on to read verse 10. I'll read from verse 10, drop all the way to verse 12. And it says, um, and the Lord in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. That's from Psalms 102, verse 25 to 27. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. And they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up and they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will not fail. So now here... You know, we have the statement that he is the creator. And since he is the creator, angels are creatures because he created the angels. So we have a contrast here given in this section. So he is the creator. Angels are creatures. So it just shows us that, you know, um, he's he's still going to be around. Even if like, you know, you know, the ages pass and time passes. God is still going to be around. We're going to grow old and we get folded away and put away like garments and all, but he will still be around. He's been around uh, even before the universe was actually um, created. So now from verse 13 to verse 14, it reads, but to which of the angels has he, has ever said, has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? So that's from Psalms 110, verse 1. Verse 14 goes on to read, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So this is looking forward to when, um, and you know, from verse 14, actually, it says, Are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So this is looking forward to when God again turns to the nation Israel. And to the Gentile world after the church is actually removed. This is after the rapture. And God is moving with a purpose and a program. You know, God has a purpose and a program actually. And when he moves, they will actually minister. So because he is the creator, he is the Lord, he'll be worshipped. Angels are not meant to be worshipped. So, um, you know, when God moves, um, they will actually minister. It doesn't say um, those who are, but those who will inherit. So it doesn't state like, you know, those who 
are in the kingdom. Like uh, here it reads, um, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit, not those who are um, like those who are, you know, already in salvation. So um, here it's talking about the future, those who will actually inherit. So Christ is the son, angels are servants. Christ is king, angels are subjects. Christ is the creator and angels are creatures. And he today is waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. So God never s said that uh, to, you know, God never said that to any of his angels, like, you know what, you're going to inherit and, you know, I'm waiting until your enemies, um, you know, you like sit at my right hand. God didn't tell the any, any of the angels as in sit at my right hand till I make your enemies die foot to, he said that to his son. So in this section, we have the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ sets before us. So we have the exaltation of Christ. So, um, he's higher than the angels. So now we move to chapter 2 of the book of Hebrews. And here we are going to see the humiliation of Christ, that he became a man um, and became lower than the angels. And he took upon himself our humiliation. Therefore, Christ is the revealer of God and the representative of man. So there are two things that we will see in this book. And he reveals God to man down here and he represents man before God. So we have a representative before God and we should be grateful for that because, you know, we cannot go directly to God because we are not worthy of that. So at this section here, he puts, you know, the writer actually puts um, the, um, the first of, um, you know, the six dangers signals in this epistle so here we have the first one from verses 1 to verse 4 which is the peril of drifting and the second danger signal will be in chapters uh, 3 sorry in chapter 3 verse 7 um, to chapter 4 verse 2 and we have the peril of doubting and then chapter 5 verse 11 to, four, to verse 14 that's the third danger signal and that's the peril of um, dull hearing and then um, the fourth danger signal is from chapter 6 verse 1 to verse 20 and that's the peril of departing the fifth danger signal um, is coming from chapter 10 verses 26 to verse 39 and that's the per peril of um, despising and then the sixth danger signal is from chapters 12 verses 15 to verse 29 and that's the peril of denying so these danger signals are warnings to the people of israel that you know they fail not to enter into the full blessing god has provided through christ and today they are you know we have christians that you know don't follow these warnings and we fail to get the full blessings um and we fail to attain the full blessings of christ um because we end up in the wilderness, because we are drifting, we're just drifting. And a lot of Christians today, you know, they claim like, oh, hey, I'm a child of God, but they just drift away because they ignore these danger signs, these warning signs. So verse one of chapter two, Hebrews reads, therefore, we must give the most earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. So here the warning of the child of God you know, the danger of drifting today. So we belong to 
you know, a lost human family and God will save us if we turn to him and we do not ignore this danger sign. You know, here we've been given instructions of how we to, we are to live as Christians, you know, and be mindful of these danger signs. I mean, like, say, for example, in traffic, you're driving. Well, mindful of all these road signs. Don't turn here, turn left. No U-turn, you know, drive at this particular speed. And God has also given us, you know, these um, instructions on how to live as Christians. So we don't do anything to be lost. We don't have to do anything. Like, what have you, do you have to do to be lost, to be a lost um, person? That's, you know, because we're, we, we're already lost, so you do nothing. So as this is, you know, our natural condition. And there is a danger of neglect. And it's tragic if we actually neglect in any part of our lives. You know, we've read and we've heard the danger signs and we choose to actually ignore it. I think, you know, if I remember, there was one book, I just don't remember which book we were studying. And Dr. J.B. McGee says, you know, um, you cannot give an excuse that you never heard this. It's better you didn't even hear this message. The fact that you actually heard this, you have greater responsibility because with light comes responsibility. So hearing the gospel and not doing anything about it is tragic. That is drifting. Um, and um, it's, it's, it's neglect. So now is the time because we're living in a now generation. Now is the time and this is the day of salvation. You know, let's live in the now. And now is a good time to actually um, hear the gospel and do something about it. Verse 2 goes on to read, For if the word spoken through the angels pro- proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward so here in the old testament when an angel brings a message it was actually carried out here's an example of sodom and gomorrah you know when he brings a message god is going to bring destruction you know heed the word of god it was actually carried out and you know um god you know you know sin does not go unpunished so god will punish sin Verse 3 goes on to read, How shall we escape if we neglect a great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? So here the question is, you know, how shall we escape? That's the question. So the only way to escape is, is through Christ. Christ said he is the way. What do we do to be lost? Nothing. We just sit and neglect and drift. So, you know, just drift. So, and, and not heed Christ's call because he is the way. Um, verse 4 goes on to read, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So reference here is made to the day of Pentecost when we see um, the exercise of these gifts. So all of this confirms, you know, the message to the nation Israel because he says at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and the Lord said that, you know, the Son of Man came to save, seek, you know, the, son, the, the sorry, the, the, the Son of... Um, the Son of Man came to save. So seek and save. That's what the Son of Man came to do. He came, um, you know, God said, you know, come to me, those who labor um, in a heavy laden, I will rest you. So he says, come to me. So the, the Lord came to actually seek and to save. 
and you know that which is lost and you know we are in a lost state and the apostles heard him and they gave the message after his death and resurrection so here you know we have a very good teaching today and um, it shows you know, the superiority of God and we have the first danger sign signal given to us as children of God you know the the danger of drifting of neglect you hear the gospel and you choose to just neglect it you know we hear we see danger signs everywhere and signals and instructions and all and we heed that so you know what more our lord jesus christ because he has superiority over the angels over everything here on earth and little man here on earth thinks oh hey i'm in charge because i'm highly educated and you know um um you know yeah but you know not knowing you know god is the one who's actually in charge and is in control and one day he is actually coming to reign so where or what are you going to to do about it what are you going to do about the cross so yeah this is today's message thank you all for listening in god bless and have a pleasant day bye bye